Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are rolling with our newest episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Today's question, why is staying connected to church so important? If you guys remember in episode one, we explored a question given by a student that was, what does being a healthy church member look like during this time of isolation? Well, here we are, I guess around three months later, and it's important to ask the question, uh, why is staying connected to church so important? And we'll get into it as we go, but I'm excited to explore this question because the reality is, I think it might be fair to say that some have made a habit of not going to church, and we're certainly going to talk about that. How do we um, remember the significance of this, the biblical examples of this, and really get into it? So we hope and pray this is an encouragement to you. I'm excited to explore it. I'm also excited about our guest joining us today. This is a man that I have a tremendous amount of love and respect for. Uh, if you guys, some of y'all have served in Celebrate Recovery, and you may have connected with him in that avenue. But if you've been around our church, you may have been on a San Diego mission trip, and uh, you've met him there. But I want to welcome to the podcast my good friend, Ted Styles. Ted, thank you so much What's for being up, here What's up, Justin? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I just appreciate, appreciate you it. so much, um, and grateful to have you here. And grateful for our students to get to hear your wisdom. So let's jump mm. right into it. You know, yep. why, why, what's your first reaction to that question? Why is staying connected to church so important? And we can even approach that from a, yeah. not even in what we're dealing with now, just, just generally what, regardless right. of what's going on in the world, why is it so important to stay connected? Well, I think one of the first things we have to do is kind of look at how we define church. Mm. Um, and I think in a way that helps clear up a lot of things. Like if we think of going to church as just going to a building, then that's only going to hold importance, you know, for a certain length of time. But if we define church as community and we define church as support and we define church as even uh, what God set up as his command and mm. his design, then as believers, that hopefully will become just an automatic thing that we desire to be a part of mm. as we grow. Uh, and so when we, you know, as we mature and we leave, you know, the house that we get into college, which you've seen this a ton of, we see a great falling away. And I think some of that speaks to how we look at church, mm. uh, whether it's a, a building that we go to, or it's a community of support that we're mm. a part of. So a lot of that has to do with, I think that's how we have to look at that question mm. first. That's we good. have to establish how we look at the church itself. Yeah. I love that word you mentioned community. And that's certainly what I remember when we first started the quarantine mm. and mm. You know, we wanted to be respectful and wise. And so we were like, all right, right, I think it's best for us to not have services for a time. And I can't remember how long did we go without a Sunday service. Do you remember? 
when it, when it first hit yes. when we shut down services. Yes. I think it was about two months. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Okay, before we opened back up. Wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> tough. And I, so, what did you experience? Speaking of, I mean, I think you're right. And that was all of a sudden stripped away. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that? when you when that was taken away like the elements of us gathering together what part of that got your attention so i my personality personally from personal experience i i am a extroverted introvert so i probably did not feel a ton of that angst right away mm. um but probably a few weeks into it mm-hmm. then it became okay this yeah. is this is not normal i've had my time this I'm, is not exactly right you know and i mean i think that's human nature you know like yep. and and unfortunately church can become something that we just do um and so you know we have to be careful about that but for me personally if sure it was great to have a few weeks off but uh eventually we are made to be around each other and we are made to be in community and contact with one another. So, um, that yes, absolutely. Eventually a few weeks into it, I I just thought, okay, this is not good for me. (laughs) And I sensed that I sensed in the beginning and it was right around spring break, I think. So it's like people were kind of in mode of just relaxing anyway. Um, and so I think people embrace like, all right, it's okay. We'll make the most of mm-hmm. it. It's online. Mm-hmm. We're good. But after, yeah, after about four to five weeks, I kind of, as you talk to people and as I sensed in my heart, yeah. there was just this sense of, okay, like, can we go ahead and gather again? Right. And I think that does speak to, like you said, it's not about the building. It's about their significance in being physically present with one another. Yes. Yes. There is significance in physically sitting under the leadership of your pastor, you know, like, like being in the room. Right. Uh, In fact, do you remember when we had our first Sunday back? Right. Were you in that service? I was not. I came in two weeks after our first live. So I remember the first time. Well, so in the beginning when we came back, you know, and we still don't have childcare right now. So like Mm. it's a challenge for our family. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, but for a few weeks now, We've just brought the whole crew and yeah. week one, it made me thankful for technology. Cause you know, right. our smallest is three youngest and he's the smallest too. Goodness. But miles, uh, God sweet bless boy, you. He, right. but he was struggling in the service. So you know what? Uh, and Drake was having it. He was just struggling. So we, I took the two boys, mm. we went out in the foyer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we got the TV. I'm listening to the sermon. Miles is running up. Down the hall. Right. Like, exactly. It doesn't you adjust. matter. Like, yeah. And he's actually done really good the last two weeks. But mm-hmm. point is, it was so healthy to be in the room and be led in worship mm-hmm. from Robert and the worship mm-hmm. team and sit under Greg's teaching. There was there's just something I, I can't even fully put it into words. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. If you, but do well, you sense that like what? Yes. What is it that makes that so it, it's it means something. It's meaningful. Like it, there is a difference between. And some people right now, it's probably worth saying, and we've tried right. as a church to encourage that for those who are vulnerable or need, some people need to stay home. Certainly if yeah. you're sick, that's, um, but there's other people who are perfectly well, who there's significance in being in the service. It, do you, have you experienced that? Like when you're in there, 
just something there's just something about that, that that's I, meaningful yeah i think i think it's pretty common sense um that there's a massive difference between and i think everyone that has gone online to church online versus going to an actual church has experienced the disconnect mm. that there is uh in that experience between the two so i think our, we know emotionally and spiritually and intellectually that there is a huge difference there. But I, th I think it even goes deeper, and, and I'm going to credit my, uh, my counselor for this because she's taught me a ton about this, about being in the presence of another. Um, there, we are actually wired in our chemistry to look at each other in the presence of one another mm. because it releases different chemicals in our brain. Mm. So there's an, there's an actual physiological response chemically in our bodies mm. um, when we are in the presence of another. And um, when we, uh, and I remember her talking about this specifically with shame, which is something that, you know, ekes throughout our church, mm. you know, the body yep. of Christ is shame can only be dealt with in the presence of another person. Mm. Uh, and I find that incredible that you cannot fully deal with shame mm. within yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And if you've ever had to go to someone and apologize or confess or sit with like an accountability partner, you know when you walk out of that room, the release that you have. Mm. Well, there's a reason for that is because we are made to deal specifically with the issue of shame in the presence of another. And so that speaks just in that one area to the importance of being with a community. No, that's, you know, that's so good. And, you know, for now, you know, we haven't even had life group, you know, all our life groups are online. Mm -hmm. And to your point, you know, we've tried to do our, we have done our college. We're going through first John this summer mm. and on Sunday mornings, we zoom it up and yeah, you know, it works. Um, and you could tell by the way, in the beginning, it was almost like it was kind of exciting for people. It's like, Oh, this is cool. It's Technology's the new thing. Neat, right. And we're going to all connect here and this is cool. Right. But I remember specifically, I think it was, we did a second leadership team meeting and there was just this feeling like, I mean, this, we're glad to connect, but can we just, it just doesn't, man. Yeah. And you sense that I sense that with our, with our life group, with the leadership, it was like, all right, like I can't keep doing this. Like I've got to, to your point, I know I need to physically be in the room. Yeah. And it is interesting. We, I think we really struggled with, um, with youth during this whole thing within Silver recovery. We have a whole division in CR, mm. uh, with our youth. And after a while, it is so hard to keep. And you would think, well, youth are used to looking at a screen. And da, da, da. Well, yes, yeah. they are. And they grew up on screens. But they also want to connect with people. But they also want to connect with people. That's right. And so to the belief out there that all teens need are, you know, the screens or they're good with it. Whatever, I think it kind of flies in the face of that saying that, no. They still really want to be around each. They are still mm. social. They still yes. want to be around one another, uh, and and engage with one another. So, so I think that's important for us to talk about is for people to hear their significance in being 
around one another. Oh yeah. Now the danger is, and I know Greg, you know, has 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 done a great job challenging our church family in the last two weeks and with his newsletter. Mm. that there's a danger of because we went so long. I mean, mm. and, and we said in podcast one, it's like, look, let's, let's not worry, which I think this is why, like, let's not worry about what we don't have and embrace what we do and be thankful for what right. we do have and we right. can do. Right. And so we did that. The, the problem is, you know, creatures of habit, right? So, uh-huh. so we had a habit of, we, we could only do online. Right. So we did right. it. We made right. the most of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now the problem is, as we get back into the swing of things, do you see that there's a potential danger of people having a habit of not coming, of doing online, not being physically present as you're speaking to, and just continuing that? And 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 they've learned to live with it, and yeah. now they're just going to keep. Well, and I think maybe, and I'm gonna. This is kind of going to be a bold statement. Um, I think it really exposed what some of us were feeling already uh and um which was what that do we really find getting together important Mm. or do we do it out of habit Mm. or because we're supposed to so when we go a length of time where we're that habit environmental habit is taken away and then we try to come back to it I think it speaks volumes. Now, I totally, I'm saying that totally understanding that there's a pandemic going on and there's precaution that everybody's having to take. I totally understand that. What I'm interested in seeing is when things are lifted or we kind of get way back more to normal and the fear there is lifted more, what how quickly the progression yep. is of people yep. re-engaging back in church. Yes. Cause right now we're still, you know, we haven't it's even hit like phase three, right? Yeah. We're, we're yeah. still, you know, we, we have a lot of people that are still, um, I think whether they want to admit it or not live in kind of a fear, you know, of going, going back. But Man. I love what Greg said in his last newsletter. And I, I thought it was pretty pointed, but I, it was, I loved it because it was a little sarcastic. But he's like, don't let church be the last thing that you engage in. <laughs> yeah. no, and I, I mean, thought, man, that's so true. Like, I have no problem going to Walmart or going to Lowe's or whatever. But, but church, yeah, church, I know, right? You know, you, so it's Well, it's I love what you said. About. It may have exposed something in us like that. And if, and if it didn't do that, then it may have created something in this in-between time. Mm-hmm. And so... I do yeah. think it's healthy to to think about that because I know for us and our family, even though we don't have life groups yet, just being, coming to church, being together, being mm-hmm. around others, even though we haven't really interacted with people when we've been here, it's still meaningful. Like mm-hmm. I see people, I mean, you do talk to people, don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's, just, it's different when there's not life groups and there's, right. there's less interaction on a Sunday right now. Absolutely. I get that. Yes. I'm still saying it is incredibly significant for our family, for my kids, for all of us to to do that, it has been incredibly meaningful, and so I do love Greg's challenge to everyone. And I think I think college yeah. students will have to have that challenge too, because you, you you referenced this early, and you're right. Like we already see a pattern among kids coming out of high school mm. that do not make church a priority. It's something that if if it works out, I'll go. Right. If not, I'm this is my season. I'm gonna do my thing. Right. Right. And that's always been my prayer. And I feel like through the planning of Hello Church, it has helped me 
learn the significance of my role, which is to help college students gain a love for the local church. Because when you start seeing what you were referencing earlier about it being a true community mm-hmm. where you can deal with your, you know, as uh, the CR, your hurts, your habits, your yes. hangups, your, the shame you're dealing with, the sin you're wrestling with, yep. uh, the, the celebrations in your life that you want to celebrate with other people with, you know, that, or you've got things you need prayer on, you know, all of those things, the multiple avenues of biblical community. You know, I think it goes back to how you def- what your definition of yes, church is. That's right. If you really look at it as like I know in Celebrate Recovery, this is one of the things I love about CR is, you know, that this this is the place that we go to really get gritty with what we deal with and what we struggle with. Yeah, and I'm saying. My thought is, is why aren't we doing that in church? Mm. Oh, yeah. I think it happens in church. May I think it happens. Like, I know for me it happens. Like, I think it ha- It may not happen on a level that you're thinking of, but I think it happens for sure. Like, do like for a majority of our people, is church something that we feel we can go to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and feel freedom. deal with and feel free to really deal with. Now, and I'm not I saying also, that we well, need to hang our laundry out sure. to dry. And I, well, I would say this. It's kind of like uh, our Friday nights for Worldwide. Yeah. We've always said that we want that to be a connecting point for relationships to be built so that outside of that time, you That's can. That's good. And I do right. feel like sometimes you have to remember that. Mm-hmm. A church service and a church life group is not going to provide you always the avenues into t- to which you need to get into some deep stuff that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I should absolutely believe it creates a starting block, a starting point. I mean, let's be honest. Some of those relationships are not, they're not given freely, man. Like, uh, okay, relationship right. with Jesus, uh, with God through Jesus, freely given, right? Gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those kind of relationships we're talking about, those are earned. And I think sometimes I've seen it with students sometimes. Right, right. They expect this instant like, connection fellowship and that immediately like that comes with time and i do feel like if people are willing to put in the the commitment to come faithfully what happens over time is the relationships get built and then hang out time outside of that happens right which now not denying some of it can happen on sundays but to your point i think yeah the the way it's structured certainly you can't always have those conversations but I think the oh, relationships yeah, sure, are established, sure. and that's right. that's really neat. Now, let me ask you this, because in in light of college students, mm. uh, I had a conversation about a year ago with a student, because to your point about how you define church, I think this is important to talk about. Mm. His uh, He was in a fraternity, and there were some really cool things. I asked him, hey, are you connected with a local church? And he went on. And talked about how some really cool opportunities he was connected to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and his fraternity, they had a Bible study. Uh, he mentioned three or four things they were doing where they were praying together, you know, memorizing scripture together. All great stuff. Right, right. However, it was completely disconnected for the local church. So what would you say to the individual who says, oh, yeah, I define church as community and I've got mine right here. And it has nothing to do with a local body of believers because you get that, right? You have yes. it. And a lot of college students. Absolutely. To, 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 to my point. A lot of college students' spiritual growth will happen disconnected and isolated from the local right, church. Right. So how do you balance what you're saying with that? Man, I think that is a big question because a lot of people look at all that stuff as like we got parachurches and and different, uh, I mean, oh, that is like the question of the ages for the church. Um, 
Because I'm not so, denying those are good op- those are good things. I'm not, I, I, and I well, told him that. I said those are, and I, it's I not a matter of speaking against those things. That's right. So I'm going to take it from the positive point of view of saying so great, so important. Yes. Absolutely. Engage in everything you can in that community. Absolutely. But I, I am a firm believer that that should not be a replacement in the sense that you just completely disengage from the body of believers and uh, that you, um, you, you do not anymore engage with a local church mm. because that's what it was established biblically. Mm. That was the command. And well, and I see there's so much wisdom of God in that. I'll be honest with you. I did not always have a heart for the local church. Like that is something God has grown oh. in me. Right. And when I was in college, I did the campus ministry thing. I did the, you know, Bible studies and all that. Me too. And honestly, I don't know. And there's different reasons. I I understood church on Sundays was important. So we usually Mm -hmm. went. Mm -hmm. But I did did not understand the significance and honestly, the beauty of it. So what I missed out on during all those years. And so, well, to back up, I'll go back to that. To back up in my conversation with this young man. The one thing I asked him that I think he considered, and I hope and pray he did, I said, hey, those are great. To your point, yeah, man, awesome. And Absolutely. Awesome. I said, now what happens when you graduate? And it kind of dawned on him like, oh, because when the right. setting changes, those opportunities are gone. They're, I mean, that's, that's it. That's my biggest fear for college students who only grow spiritually disconnected from a church because I'm not denying their spiritual growth. That's awesome. I'm proud. I'm happy for them. That's great. Right. The problem is when they graduate, move to a different city, that, that rug gets pulled out from under them. And what happens? Usually their spiritual growth dies, right? So their, their growing stops, it ceases and they struggle and they're disconnected. And so the beauty of the body is, right. right. A, it keeps you growing and allows you to connect no matter where you go, because the church is like you said, to your point, it's the people, it's the community, but it's not just your peers. It's from the youngest to the oldest. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, absolutely, I you to, need all. You need yeah. all of it, right. and you know, you have, you know, the blessing of working with Celebrate Recovery, which connects you with a wide variety of ages, right? You know, even though I'm a college pastor, you know, one thing I love about our staff, we work as a team, we all do stuff together, and it there's such a beauty in. And just the youngest to the oldest, and there it there really is significance in the body of Christ. And well, I think one of the things that you probably and correct me if I'm wrong, as a college minister, that is probably your biggest one of your biggest fights. Is I remember when I was in college, part of the well, it was BSU Baptist Student Union back then, um, eons ago, uh, <laughs> and uh, I was very much active in that, and I was the BSU president for a time, um, you know, and so I was very active in all of that, but it never replaced my role mm. or my, my, uh, my relationship with my local church. It never, it, yeah. it just be, I mean, I grew up as a pastor's kid, so that wasn't, that was not even a question for me. And mm. do I understand that's not everybody's case? Sure. But I, th- I think it is important to stress that yes, our, our groups and and student ministries 
vital? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think if the, the, uh, the directors or the, the leaders of those things, um, can really be facilitators to the local church mm. and saying students, yes, we love having you here, mm. we, but please don't let this replace yeah. your church attendance. And that's right. And you I, know. you know, Brad Branham, such a great, he does a great job of, right. I'm so thankful God brought him here. Cause he, he really does a great job of emphasizing local church. Right. I remember when he first got here, it was, it was just, it got my attention because he had, local pastors come in and yeah. he wanted them to talk to the BCM group and he would do this like every semester. Mm-hmm. He'd say, I want y'all to come in mm-hmm. and just tell people what you got going, invite them to your stuff. I thought, mm-hmm. man, that's really cool. And that's significant. You don't always get that. And some, some, right. and here's the thing I've even learned from myself that in my role, God has given me so much freedom that my goal is not to build up a quote unquote college ministry where it's a group of college students doing their own thing, isolated from the right, church, right. because that can happen. You can be a church-based right. college pastor mm-hmm. and literally have your own little thing going where students are completely disconnected. You're a church your within church. a church. Yes. Right. And and I'm so grateful for the perspective God has grown me over the years to help me realize, and, and there's a letting go in that, that actually the best thing is for our students to connect to the church. Which means, and we've always said, I mean, there's probably a dozen opportunities on a weekly basis when things are rolling as normal, right? That that students can connect in and serve right. in, include and celebrate so recovery. Many. And I mean, serve night so and all many. these things. And right. a lot of students are, and it's such a blessing to see that. That is so fun. And I, I referenced, uh, I was talking with Brad the other day, and I told him it was funny because I heard a pastor say once about his children he said, it's, it's my job to not only help them survive without me, it's actually my job to help them thrive without me. And I thought that's a great perspective on that's parenting. Great. That's great. To translate that for my role. Yeah. It's like, you know what? It's the same thing for college ministry. My yeah. job is not to get them to where they like depend Are on me. On or you. My job is to help them not just survive, but thrive without me, which means... Every time a student gets connected in a various ministry that of mm-hmm. our church, mm-hmm. I celebrate that, mm-hmm. even if it means I don't get to see them as much. And that's hard. It is hard. It's so hard. Because the truth is I do love connecting with students. So it's like, I'd And love you've to. poured so much time into it. But it's yeah. so fun to right. see that. And that's long lasting. It's like launching a kid. That it, In a small ways, I <laughs> this job has prepared me for when my kids... For the launch. Yeah, it's like, you know what? All right, this, right. I've done this. Like, I told a parent that one time, I said, man, that's the hardest part about this job that oh. I didn't expect on the front end. Yeah. yeah. That you get so connected to a student and then you have to say goodbye. Yeah. And, uh, but it's great, so... Yeah. Well, you know, back to our original question, if we can go back there just for yes. a second. Um, unless you have another question that you want to... No, no, go for it. Jump in. Uh, when this whole pandemic started and it really hit and everything started getting shut down and everything went to online and video and everything else. Even if you can't define church or even if we have mixed thoughts and ideas about how important gathering together is, that's a conversation we can have all day long. I like to look at facts and I like to look at numbers. Uh, in, in different things um, when when trying to support an idea, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at 
the ills that we have in our just our country alone. Let's just take the United States alone. And you were to Google uh, the suicide rate. Mm. You were to Google pornography addiction. Mm. If you were to Google mental health diagnosis, if you were to Google um, medication uh, for mental illness, the numbers are, I think you would be shocked. So not that all of those people attend church. Mm. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is I think it speaks very much to the importance of being around each other and community. And when we disconnect from one another Mm. and we our our normalcy is just thrown out the door and we are made to sit in our homes or be away from each other or uh, our lives are disrupted, Mm. you can see all of that just skyrocket. Mm. And I think to myself, Mm. this is, this is, this, if you want proof of how important being with each other and connected to other human beings is look at those stats. Just look at that. No, that's a great observation. And you know, I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I mean, I'm, I am not a psychologist. I am not a, what I, I, I don't claim that at all, but if, I mean, those are everyone's stuck at home. Everyone's on a screen more than they've ever been. Right. And you can just see that just just go up. And and I think to myself, okay, what's the difference there? Hmm. What's the difference? Well, yeah. we're disconnected from yep. each other. That's right. Our, our, our jobs have been disrupted. Our lives have been disrupted. Our churches, you know, unfortunately have been disrupted. Um, and I also think it speaks to the fact that the screen does not replace the human face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, it makes me think of the scripture, you know, uh, what is the verse? Is it Hebrews? Do not forsake the gathering of together. Right. As some are in the habit, habit of, of doing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what a great command for us to consider right now at this time. If there's, there's any other reason to engage. Yeah. Than the fact yeah. that it's a command from God I himself. I, I mean, and let's it, throw everything else out. It's the fact that he's saying, yeah, don't it's good for this. you to do yeah. this. Yeah, don't do this. And what's right. funny is when it comes to commands of God is, I love the first John statement about God's commands because I've seen, this is a separate episode, but right. we'll say this, this. One of the biggest temptations of Satan, I believe, to a to a follower of Christ, who, who a believer who's just trying to do things right, Mm-hmm. is to tempt them with the idea that the commands of God are burdensome, mm-hmm. which is why that's good. There's a beautiful truth in first John, which says, and his commands are not burdensome. burdensome. Mm. So point being, mm-hmm. it is to our welfare and our benefit that he's saying yeah. for all the reasons you're yes. mentioning. Yes. Listen. Yeah. Those are reasons. That's not why. Don't, we, right. Don't neglect gathering. Right. To, I'm a good God. Right. Who knows better than you do. Right. Right. And you need to stay connected with each other. Absolutely. And I also appreciate the implication is, and the truth is, as some are in the habit of doing, we have to be honest and say, this can easily become a habit. 
in mm-hmm. any setting mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So now Absolutely. you now you throw this right. in, right? It's like okay, now now we've got a whole new challenge and a new temptation to just. So it's it was already in place because according to that verse, it's just they were it already doing it. Now it's it's another excuse. It's another reason. Yeah. And again, I'm being fair. There are some people who need to stay home right now and keep worshiping Absolutely. online. There's some of our elderly that that's we want to we want to say that. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're you know healthy and you're good and you feel you know that you don't have any underlying man. Come on, that's that's a beautiful command. And I'm with you, man. Sometimes as simple as that. Well, I think I another we thing too yes, is please. just one last thought. It, and and I say this quite a bit in CR that his commands assume his enablement. He is never going to command something that he's not going to enable. Yes. So if he's telling you to do something, if you're not doing it, it's probably an act of your will Mm. and an act of disobedience because he's empowering you to do it. Mm. And he says, by his spirit, I will empower you. So his commands assume his enablement. So if I'm not doing it, then I'm in defiance of or direct disobedience to what he's empowering me to do. Man, I keep thinking, I need to review some scripture because I keep remembering the verse, but I don't know where it is. But it's like, is it first? I think it's first Peter. Um, his divine power has given us everything, everything we, need. we need for life and godliness. Last time I checked, everything means everything. Everything. So I'm with you, man, 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, any closing thoughts, man, before we... I know I, we could talk more. We uh, yeah, I mean, this two. could be like a three-hour podcast. <laughs> What's funny, because Greg and I started with episode one, and then here we are talking in a similar kind of vein with the same question, yeah. similar similar yeah. angle. But I think it's one we'll have to revisit often, honestly, because yeah. some are in the habit of doing some this. Are in the, and, and I get and, in the habit. Like, there's times that I, even yes. myself, just be like, it's so much easier to check out. Well, and that's the beauty of the body. Like, calling, hey, man, I hadn't seen you in a while. Where are you? You know, yeah. come on, let's get connected. And so that's the beautiful, we need those. So awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. I love uh, it. Well, I love it. Good combos. Yes, sir. Well, we want to say thank you for you guys listening in. Uh, Feel free to share our podcast. If you think it might bless and encourage someone, let them know. (laughs) And we're so grateful for you listening in. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church. Mm. connected to each other that's right in light of this conversation that makes a lot of sense Mm. and most importantly connected to the god we love and serve that's right god bless that's right